loose in what? setting the tone yeah i have on my calendar here discuss future abnormal mapping plans i, uh, did, I didn't know we were doing a podcast today you're lying you're lying no to me. i was here to talk about beyond good and evil and do a little like pre-setting the ground talk about our segment two hey jackson you have a segment two for uh this month's podcast <laughs> the real podcast not this bullshit whatever you're springing on me uh, you weren't lying when you said you were going to be belligerent <laughs> You so were, what are we do, what are we doing here? <laughs> we're doing here. We're just talking talking about video games. It's been a, an eventful two weeks uh, in terms of the because we were busy last month. Not very much money. Video games got played, but uh, we've played all of them the last two. Is weeks, this our hot E three podcast? Yeah, run down your reactions to the conferences, please, Matt. What did you think of The Witcher three? I played a couple hours of The Witcher two. Someday I'd like to play that whole series. It's true. So would I. maybe like twenty seventeen. Set aside that year. <laughs> the year of the witcher yeah we did watch the press conferences though because we despite disdaining everything they stand for can't maybe, look away. maybe some year we'll be famous enough to like live stream us talking about the press conference that would remove the fun i feel like we just ignore the chat it's true and we're both way too self-conscious to live stream the conferences in that way we'd have to be on our game we couldn't just laugh over them uh we could maybe it's true why is this called the Cool Soge Cast, Jackson? Because I... you you said to call it the Cool Soge Cast because ori- there's a dumb backstory behind this because originally we were going to talk about Blinks the Time Sweeper, which we never played, and then I said I, I have a copy. I bought it. I'm going to play both, it someday. We both bought it at the same time in a night of bad decisions. I've made many bad decisions. <laughs> that was only one, and then I decided to call it the Cool Soge Cast, and you were like, "Yes, that's the great decision. We should do this," and here we are. I never agreed to do this. <laughs> Shut up. You're really bad at playing along. A- am I? As the, already... as the lore keeper of Abnormal Mapping, I determined that you were bad at playing along. Okay, well, thanks, and I'm glad you have used this intro to make me appear as incompetent as possible. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Someone's got to be the villain. It might as well be me. I'm the best suited for it. You're doing a heel turn right now. Is that what? No, that I was a heel all the time. Now people uh, just know for sure. Hollywood Matthew Marco. I'm gonna dye my beard. <laughs> my hair's already kind of dark, so I have to dye my beard blonde. That's gonna look really stupid. <laughs> and then you're gonna just have to show up in a tag team match. I don't know anything about wrestling. That's the NWA. Thing, I'm just right? gonna like spray paint a GameCube and strum it like an air guitar. I think that's how that works, right? I, yeah. Yep. Just start carrying a GameCube with you all the time, but then actually have your lunch in it. That's. <laughs> that's what you do. No, no, like things I have for lunch are like frozen stuff. It wouldn't fit in a GameCube. The metaphor doesn't work in real life. Anyway, talk about video games. We both played Transistor. Oh God, that's right. I forgot we were going to yeah, do that's, this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually you're, suddenly very excited. Your mask has slipped. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was uh, one of the reasons we were doing this because there had been enough games played in the last two weeks to actually talk about them. Yeah. I suppose we should, uh, before we get into it, say this isn't going to be every month. Oh, God, no. No, this is going to be when we have enough stuff that's happened in general to talk about. Uh, Because filling a a show every 
uh, two weeks is the we, way we don't play enough everything. games for that typically uh, no we don't and even if we did it would uh, just take the joy out of our lives so transistor is the new game from Supergiant makers yep. fine makers of bastion did you play through bastion i did okay i think i remember us talking about it when i finally got around to it yeah i was i was into bastion i thought it was slightly too hard in arbitrary ways but that was, that I was thought it was just too long in slightly arbitrary ways, but okay. It's well, yeah, because it, it did the thing where I thought it was about to wrap up, and then it did that th- like Go through first. all the stuff again, yeah. And then it's like, great, yeah, thanks game. Which, I don't even know if that's, it was too long, but that was also it giving the appearance of being shorter than it was. Oh, and then also, I don't, you out. I don't think the uh, structure of that game was very interesting enough for that. Like, it was just kind Here of... Here are some levels. yeah. Like, it looks like a like a loot drop kind of game, but there's not really loot. So you're just kind of running through these environments waiting for story to happen. It was very much a first game. Yeah. So they made Transistor and fixed all the problems and ruined all the good parts. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. So Transistor is the story of Red, I think. Trying to explain the story of Transistor is a good way to shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, but it's basically the story of Red, who is a concert singer, uh, framed, not framed, who, basically, I don't know, I don't know, would you, how do you describe the setup? Do this better than She's me. She's really famous, but somehow involved in some sort of, like, advocacy, insurgency, and she speaks in a way that people listen to, and the thing she said uh, angered the people in power in some way, so they decided yeah. to rub her out. That's, it's, a, yeah, it's, they straight up made a noir plot basically, yeah. and then wrapped it in the world's most uh, just obtuse in all the ways so, presentation. So the bad guys, of which there are like four of them, I guess, uh, decide to kill her with this giant uh, mechanical sword thing, but then like a f- person steps in front of the sword and takes the hit, and you find out that the sword actually absorbs the souls of the people who are killed by it. Yep. Uh, and you grab that sword and decide to take your vengeance upon those who kill or are trying to kill you. Um, and you have your sword companion, who's the guy who took the hit for you. Not really named. It's implied you have a history, but man, man. It makes it clear at the end who that is, though. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I mean, it makes it clear that it is someone that you were in a relationship with. That's, that's what I mean by clear. Okay. As clear as anything is in Transistor, I guess. I'm basically saying that spoilers is what I'm trying to say. Oh, sure. I mean, people know our podcast. You're going to get fucking spoilers. It's true. But yeah, I I played the game I was expecting. Cool presentation. Uh, Check. Uh, av- aver- like, kind of average combat and really interesting story. And those last two are flipped. Yeah. Uh, it's a great looking game. It's got tons of atmosphere. Amazing music. Uh, the, all, I love- all bent to tell the most obtuse story. <laughs> I I love the filters on the voices. Yeah. Uh I had Transistor Man coming through my speaker on my controller cuz I was playing this on a PS4, which was delightful. Wait, seriously? Comes through the speaker the entire game. Did it come through the television as well? No, no, no just through the speaker. That's so cool. Yep. Speaker also like gl- or the light pulses in the time with the sword and when he goes like yeah. red, it, it turns red cuz it can do that. It's it's dumb thing, but it totally works. Uh, yeah, that's and the, it, yeah. This is like the character that you're very close to, and it always feels like he is literally right by your side, while everyone else is very that's distant. Re- that's really yeah. smart. Because yeah, that game has a very clinical, distant feel in general. 
yeah. I really, really like the combat. Yeah. So, Transistor's thing is it 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 purports to be an action RPG, but it allows you, it demands you to stop time and plan out your moves, in almost like a Final Fantasy Tactics style, where every move you take does like takes away from your base action points. Uh, but unlike Final Fantasy. It's not turn-based, it's just you have this thing, and you execute all your moves, and then you're back into real time until your thing recharges again. Uh, more importantly, every skill you have, uh, you gain up to, what, 14, 16? 16, obviously 16. Uh, 16 skills, you can apply them as moves on the face button, or as augments to other moves on the face button, or as passive abilities and they all do something unique in those places so it gives you a billion whatever combinations someone on the internet figured out that number <laughs> i don't care it's too high uh yeah the scale system is crazy because each of them have three uh operating but like they can go in either yeah. slot so each skill is technically three skills mm-hmm. so yeah you have like a dash move but if you put it on another skill it allows you instead to use that move even though you've burned your action turns, which normally fries all your moves until it refills again. Or if you put it yep. in the passive slot, it lets you move faster, and I think it lets you recover faster. I don't know, I never use that as a passive much. But mm. that just as an I, example. I, I really like that combat mode. I thought that uh, like people who were going to try to play parts of that without pausing, that's... like. Playing it wrong is a charged phrase, but yeah, you, like you can't. Towards the end of the game, that. I would actually, I was finding myself using, doing a lot of things in active mode before, like to set enemies up and then triggering. Huh? Oh, that would have been smart. Like, because I had, like, I use, had using... uh, the get modifier attached to my main attack, so I would pull all the enemies into a group and then trigger it. Oh, okay, that's. Because I would just pause, use uh, the debuff, and then attack them. No, because uh, like my uh, the crash, like the basic move, yeah, I had get attached to it, and I had something that let it go further, and so I just grab everyone, pull them to me, and then pop it, so they're already in the area. Because I used a lot of area effect, like draining and weakening spells. Yeah. So that's how I played that game. Uh, that I played it with. Um, I can't remember what the spell was, but the the one where you just make them really weak and then you mm-hmm. attack them with. I think it's void, maybe. I think yeah. so. That that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about. In that the combat system has all these combinations, but the when I was playing through, some of them were so powerful that it was like there are good combinations and bad combinations. It didn't for for the feel... first half of the game. I used uh, I used a lot of like the bombs, and I used the uh, the the secondary ability. You get the big strike. The first one, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot to damage enemies, and by the end, and the dog. I used the dog a lot in the first half, and by the end, I was doing the weakening move. I was doing the life drain move, and then I was yep. doing the that's void. Okay, and then I was doing the uh, the damage over time move. So it was just those and crash. I think that matches up kind of similarly. With my, I use the damage over time and the weakening mode a lot. But I I would love to play a one where I was using like that little like pea shooter one. See how that worked out. I tr- I tried it. It didn't feel useful in any. So I, maybe it could have maybe, been. Maybe uh, use know. the one that has. Uh, we can apply like damage over time to those. That would be pretty interesting. Uh, maybe use the uh, the giant like orb that appears and explodes, like the grenade move. 
Yeah, that 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 one's pretty good. I never I never touched that outside of like the challenge maps. Cuz I think the biggest problem with the game in terms of the way the encounters were designed was they never encouraged experimentation with your powers as much as uh they could have because those challenge moves uh, those challenge rooms are essentially where the heart of the game I is I suppose though the the fact that you were unlocking story beats even though I didn't really care to, about the story by changing things up and experimenting meant that I was always changing things up and experimenting I used I used a slightly different setup every single time I hit one of those things through almost the entire game alright because I, I I wasn't unlocking extra story beats because I was so uninterested no I wasn't in interested in it but it was a thing to check happening. off and it, it, it encouraged me to try new things and I liked trying new things for I, I think that game's versatility is really interesting okay that's good because in my playthrough I was far less experimental I, I wish there were more enemies that required you to be experimental maybe it's fine because if you if you had enemies that required certain ways to play that would be bad obviously but I feel like yes. the game the enemies don't reinforce you changing things up that much enough to where you feel the no. need to I don't know I don't know how to make that they, work in a way that still allows flexibility because if they made enemies more demanding in terms of what you attack them with there'd be enemies that you just couldn't hit with certain setups and that wouldn't work yeah. obviously well there's stuff like uh, the way the weeds respawn after you attack them once mm -hmm. uh, which encourages you from taking them out quickly because they don't respawn until your active thing is finished. Well, so you have to plan I had that. crash active even though my thing was refilling, so I just go around and kill all the weeds while that was filling up. Yeah. But there are, there were things like that, and especially as the enemies leveled up, there was more oh, yeah. than that. So maybe in a second playthrough we would feel And I uh, still don't 100% know how the uh lady something, whatever it's called, the weird floaty one works. The one where 25% of the time you get where Kill. no not that's the dog on the passive um the one okay, of the yes. enemies is like a oh uh that every time you hit them they yeah teleport. but it doesn't seem like they do it actually every time no they have a recharge but they teleport once okay after i never quite figured out how those characters worked and they have those I, they have I, those ghosts i wasn't sure if if you killed the ghost images they couldn't teleport it seemed like maybe that was the case the ghosts could teleport, but the ghosts uh, had really, like, almost no health. Yeah. I don't know. I never figured those enemies out. I killed them just fine, but I had no idea how they really worked. I started to figure them out, but I never really got a, um efficient way of taking them down. Mm. I just used my standard method and dodged okay. them. Uh, I, I essentially think the encounter design could have been tightened up to encourage using that combat system in a well, Especially since the puzzle way. rooms are really interesting. Their puzzle rooms are mm -hmm. great. If there was a way to work them into the main thing, it'd probably be terrible, uh, to be well, fair. The, the, yeah, I don't know. It would kill the pace. I mean, it, it basically already does. Like, by the end, I wasn't going into the shortcut rooms because I wanted... I was oh, yeah. like, this is just going to be a half hour of me doing this puzzle room, and I wanted to see what was happening around the corner when the world's ending. It just didn't make sense in the way it did in Bastion. No, yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot I, of that game's, like, narrative structure doesn't make sense for the type of game it is at all no in, in no because way the game is like this really urgent the we're on the cusp of the entire world ending and you decide as your last act you're going to get vengeance on these people uh and it's never really explained 
particularly well why or how or what they did to you other than like vague illusions for the most part but it's not it's not given a lot of context or impact and that makes for like an urgent game like you you're running to the game basically means you were running towards the bad guys and fighting through waves of enemies the entire game. So the fact that it's a game that's about stopping and thinking and that it has these moments where you take breaks and do these puzzle rooms doesn't make any sense structurally. And plus it has those narrative moments where um, the transistor goes weird and it completely breaks those in a kind of hilarious way whenever you go into a challenge room. No, as I I always (laughs) did, because there's always one in the way while you're doing that. It was like, oh, I feel better for five. I minutes. mean, they, they, in their defense, <laughs> it's, it's handled they're, they're like, oh, as this, well as this it could is be. much better. But then uh, <laughs> that's not an excuse for doing it. No, uh, they make the best of that bad situation, but they, they, it's a situation that shouldn't have really existed in the first place. I mean, a I lot also, of that game seems like, like a situation that, like, they obviously looked at this and knew it wasn't like this is not a thing you wanted to do, right? Like, they're smarter than that. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I know that it's trying to be much more obtuse and much more, like, you pick up a narrative through context and things like that, but at some point it feels like it just kind of got away from them, and they weren't sure what kind of story they were telling. But I don't think the art style and the level design is extremely good at, in, like, actually picking up the story through context, because... Um, because in Bastion they had that fantastic art style, but it was extremely abstract. Mm. It was didn't it was definitely more representative of the world that they saw rather than the actual world that they were in. Whereas this is more of a concrete world, but it still feels extremely distant. The fact you never see another person makes it. F- uh, but they're always alluding to the fact that there was a lot of people here once, um, and that everyone's just disappeared and stuff. It makes the world feel extremely limited and unreal and draws attention to how much of a video game this is sure you're not wrong i think i think if they were going to do environmental storytelling and picking everything up through the context it could have been handled a lot better i think the games that they make do not suit that style of storytelling well no you're you're not yeah because you're basically on a linear path the entire game yeah and also it's no coincidence that a lot of the Games about environmental storytelling and exploring spaces are first-person 3D games. Sure. But, um, I mean, you because... could do that. You could see them doing that space if they had, like, a bigger, like, town area, but you'd need to fill it with people, and they obviously aren't doing that. It's not that game. Yeah. Because uh, there were parts where I, I just couldn't tell early on if it, this is the actual city that they're in or an abstract representation of the city. I assume city. it's the abstract representation, but it's not communicated well. No, uh, because because then by, you see other yeah. parts of the city like in the background and stuff. Uh, the problem is they always look more interesting than the corridor you're running down, which is which is straight up the Final Fantasy Thirteen problem. Like literally, ba- or, Transistor has you run down a narrow corridor where cool stuff is happening around you, and then run back through the same corridor in the second half of the game, just reinforcing how much of a corridor you've run down the entire time. This is literally the Final Fantasy Thirteen problem. And also the moments I felt that were most impactful in terms of running towards um, the bad guys were those cutscenes. Well, you press A and she gets on a bike, and now just here's a shot of her on a bike for 20 seconds. Yeah, really evocative. Cool music plays. Uh, has no outside place in the game other than to be a cool image and give you some exposition. 
No, but it was the only time the game had any real urgency. Like you say, the story is about urgency, but I don't think the the exploring those environments uh, with the music choices and the aesthetic choices that they made actually conveyed the urgency of the, the world. Is oh no, in. you're you're not wrong, especially compared to Bastion, where uh, towards the beginning where things just seemed to be falling apart, or towards the end where you were surrounded by enemies that you don't really like. There's too many enemies to fight. This game doesn't really have those moments in the same way. Like it doesn't feel intense, and the very mechanics of the game lead it to be kind of a slower, more methodical thing. Yeah, which is fine, but it doesn't mesh with the narrative, unfortunately. But let's quickly just talk about what happens in the ending and try to make sense of that. Okay, sure. So she goes to the guy, the the final bad guy, right? The final bad guy, and I don't, I don't like that fight. You like that fight slightly better. I don't than think you. it works, but I like. think it's interesting. I, the, okay, so you fight another guy with a transistor because the whole point is, like, they, the bad guys unleashed this computer force that was going to delete the world essentially because it's a very like computerized world and they didn't realize it was going to get away from them because the way to control it is through the transistor and they lost that to you. Uh, so. But he's got a... You, like, unlock the thing, right? You you put the transistor in, like, the USB slot, essentially. And yeah. it unlocks the power of the transistor. And you go to, like, this fantastical place, which uh, seems a lot like the... Because they always talk about the country as, like, the afterlife. It seems a lot like that. It's supposed to be evoking that. So you go yeah. to this, like, metaphysical plane where you both are fighting over who's going to wield the transistor. And you both have one. And you have a transistor fight where he has all the abilities you do. The problem is that him using your abilities isn't very interesting to play because all you're doing is waiting for him to enter commands and then watching him beat you up a little bit. Yeah, it, you are you enter commands at the same rate. You both get the same amount of attacks. Yours just do slightly more damage, and it is just a just a waiting game of attrition. Mm-hmm. And it felt. I understood what they were trying to do. Like, now, two people have tendencies, but maybe they could have added other enemies or something. I don't know. Like, the one that is not very good when both um, computer and player have the same The problem is there's no way to, uh, like, force yourself to thwart an attack by someone using that ability. Like, sometimes the enemies, you, like, knock them out of the way with your moves, then the rest of your moves miss. And that actually, he did that... Like, he hit me with something, and I was kind of trying to run away in any way, and it, most of his other moves missed, and that was really cool. If the system allowed for that to happen more readily, maybe it'd be more interesting in that you had to know how your own powers don't work, like how they places where they fail and exploit those to beat him. But the problem is you don't actually have powers that are very exploitable. Like, they're very powerful. Uh, towards the end of that game, you're probably just tearing through everything. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And so someone else having those same powers like they there's no way for you to escape that because they are basically all powerful it just becomes that yeah you whittle him down first unless you're really bad at this game because i feel like that's a fight that'd be very hard to lose probably i didn't i didn't uh, lose I, a I single could've... function when i killed him oh i lost three. Oh man i took barely no damage for whatever reason oh, i i just i always took damage but always took slightly less than i gave out huh okay that's so it was just like I attacked, and I got slightly more attacks than he got in. Is So that was the experience of the fight I had, which made it really bad. Yeah. But I guess if you beat him in one turn, that meant 
it was I mean, a slightly you, different experience. You can't beat him one turn because he has... No one turn, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I was taking very little damage. Huh, okay. How? I don't know. I was trying to, like, dodge every time he attacked. I was using the... I was trying to use the uh, pillars for cover. Like, on the beach, there's a bunch of those, like... I you know, know I kept that. running between the pillars, but yeah. he kept me. He just would just teleport to me with his. Huh? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Transistor time. Yeah. Huh. No. No clue. Okay. And then uh, it <laughs> it has the thing where it gives you dialogue as if there's about to be a big choice. Mm-hmm. But there's not. It's just the end of the game. The character makes the choice. Yeah, um, which is I guess fine. Like thematically, like she's. She's a character who's not given a ton of agency except for that last moment where she makes like a final choice. But the choice doesn't have any build-up or impact at all. No, and they only um, hurt themselves because that moment is written in a way similar to any actual player choice in a game. It's said, here are the two very specific options you have. Which one will you choose, Red? Yeah, because once you're given control of the transistor and all the bad guys are done, you essentially have the power to rewrite the world. And you go through, and you tr- uh, you can fix things, but you get to the point where the game started where you pulled the transistor out of your dead friend slash lover or whatever, and they're still dead. And I think the implication is, like, she discovers that the transistor can't actually bring people back. Like, it can reshape the world, but everyone's still dead. Because I was doing, like, reading on people's theories about this, and that was generally considered, like, she decides to... Because she basically takes the transistor and impales herself so she can be absorbed in the sword and go live with everyone else. Um, and But, like, the idea is that she was going to fix everyone until she realized the transistor... Like, now that she has all this power, it still is not going to bring everybody back. But oh, it's I, not communicated I, very well. <laughs> I read it as... Um, she realizes the transistor can't beam people back, but because he was the most important love of her life ever, she decides to be with him. But, That's how that plays. But everyone else is like, like half the like everyone you met was in the transistor too because you stole all their souls. I didn't say it made any actual sense. <laughs> okay, but the way uh, she gets to that body and she breaks down and she stabs herself, it was a very much super romantic. L- ending of I am going to sacrifice myself to be I don't know I didn't like it no that's how I read because it it doesn't have any actual impact because you have no idea who anyone is no you don't know who she is you don't even know who he is no he is he is a he is a voice but that's not like he's not he doesn't give you any sort of backstory or anything but beyond that and all the narrator in Bastion even before you met him had a personality he had you Felt his personality. Well, sure, because whereas... but I mean that was his like he was characterized that way. The problem is the characterization of the transistor is implied. Like he, they're always talking around this prior relationship, not giving you rocks yeah. as oh here's this grandfatherly guy. Oh maybe things are more complicated than that. Oh here's like the turn at the end. There's none of that in this. No, there's lots of you walk into a room and the transistor says, "Huh, so that's how they did it." And you're like, I, this. that means nothing to me. That means literally nothing to me, thank you. Yep. That happens multiple times in the game. And I guess it doesn't matter, because they're probably all just in a computer anyway, and they're just computer people, right? Like, that's the other interpretation of that game that seems obvious. That none, Wait, of, this, the, that none of it is real, it's just like a digital world. I, I don't understand how that changes anything. No, it doesn't, but <laughs> it just like further removes the context, because the game never actually addresses it. Which is even worse because if they are just digital people and you're trying to have the story about oh they're all dying or whatever it doesn't like you need some sort of broader impact here and there isn't any. 
It's just a mess. Yeah, pretty much. I don't. I still don't understand how that. If they were or weren't in a computer, that would make any diff. I th- like hmm. the plot should be about something different. Like if they are in a computer and she's got like some weird reboot reformat power in that sword, then that should be a plot point more than it is. Yes, yes, I do agree there. Because how else would it? Because the if they can rewrite the world, mm-hmm. then the world has to be computer based of some some way. Yeah. Because the implication is the place you go to uh, for the final boss fight has already been rewritten. Yeah. Like that's their secret base that they've created for themselves, mm, right? I, I guess, sure. I'll believe you. Because there's that thing towards the end. There's that um, dialogue box where he says, where do you want? What do you want? Do you want an office? Do you want... Isn't there? Maybe, yeah, well, sure. I think so. Anyway, that's a video game. I there. I li- really like parts of it. <laughs> I hope I hope they find the middle ground between their two games because they'd make the best video game. <laughs> and I'm sure they will get there in 2018. Sure, I mean they're like 12 people, so whatever. Yeah, they make games um, slow. I don't mind that. Yep. And I'll be I'll be playing whatever the next one is. On your uh, iPhone 17, <laughs> because both. consoles will be dead and PCs will de- be dead. Just stop. <laughs> on my Steam Phone 4. On your Dreamcast 2. <laughs> yeah, coming it's, out 2016. It's just a VMU game. That's what we call downloadables now. They're just VMU Jet Set games. Radio Future Future, coming soon. Jet Set Radio Retro. Don't. That's, that's <laughs> Jet Set... <laughs> Days of Jet Set Radio Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd play that game. Of course you would. You're a bad person. What else did we play? Is this just you starting? Or are you asking? No. We both played Wolfenstein. I've played Mario Kart and Donkey Kong. You've played uh, all those PS2 fucking games. Oh! You did it to yourself, dude. But we have things. There's plenty of games to talk. We've played a lot of games lately. We really have. I, could, I can't talk about Beyond Two Souls, sadly, but I've played a lot of that. Yeah, we got to hang up. Hang back up. Could talk that. a little bit about Ibn Ab. I played some of that. That game's really weird. Okay, I'm gonna start. I've already been I'm started. Start oh, okay. Because I was gonna start with a question. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Fuck Donkey Kong, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I've talked about on Twitter that I hate Donkey Kong. I just think he sucks, yeah. and I think I've pinned down why I hate Donkey Kong. I think it's when they gave him that big toothy grin. That's when I turn the corner on Donkey Kong. Like, he just looks like an idiot. And they play him as an idiot. They Like, at the beginning of the game, the, it, I, we're talking about Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D for the 3DS, which I am playing uh, in my spare time. They, they have these enemies. They're like these tiki mask villains that came out of a volcano and are brainwashing everyone. And the whole gimmick is that Donkey Kong is too dumb to brainwash. So he's the one who's got to fight them <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, that's... Even the best or the worst, I can't tell. Uh, both, I don't know. But Carry on about it. Yeah, just toothy grin Donkey Kong. He's he's just an idiot. I don't like it. Uh, it, it partially stems from, I don't think those rare games are very good. Uh, Donkey Kong 64 is terrible, obviously. Like, nobody likes that game. But, yeah, I just don't like Donkey Kong. He pollutes Mario games when he shouldn't. Donkey Kong is not a Mario character. He's a Donkey Kong character. He's in Mario Kart, has been forever. I get it, but god damn it. 
if anything, Mario is a Donkey Kong character. You shut your goddamn mouth. He was in the... F- oh, fine. But, like, <laughs> Jumpman was in Donkey Kong. They took him out. They rehabbed his image. They made him slightly different. They made, they made Mario. Mario <laughs> Brothers. And that was a bad game, too. And then they made a different game called <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. And that game was great. And it created this whole world, a new, a new franchise. Are the Mushroom Kingdom and whatever fucking jungle Donkey Kong lives in the same world? I don't think so. Okay. I can't believe that's true. I don't know. Donkey Kong lives on an island, so maybe it's an island. Like, like there's a dinosaur island in the Mushroom Kingdom. There's Delfino Isle, where, with those weird blobby Delfino people that Mario went on summer vacation once. But Apart, apart from him showing up in Mario Kart, is there any other explicit connection between the Donkey Kong games and the Mario okay, games? Okay, so they made Donkey Kong 94, which is kind of a remake of the original Donkey Kong, but goes in a very different direction. But it's Donkey Kong the enemy, he's stealing Pauline, specifically Pauline, not Daisy or Peach, uh, and Mario goes after him. And that spun off into the Mario vs. Donkey Kong series, in which Mario and Donkey Kong are pitted as antagonists the entire time, but it's almost like that's retro Mario and Donkey Kong, not modern Mario and Donkey Kong because the Donkey Kong arcade game Donkey Kong isn't the rare game Donkey Kong that's like Cranky Kong in those games is the original Donkey Kong he's like I was in an arcade game back in the 80s that's Donkey Kong this is Donkey Kong Jr. growing up into Donkey Kong oh my brain that's like Donkey Kong Jr. wears a tie as an adult the original Donkey Kong has no room for fucking ties are you saying that if they had Stuck with Donkey Kong, asked Donkey Kong, and not gone into his extended family. <laughs> the new, the Donkey Kong grows old. And 1981 then the new Donkey, Kong. Donkey Kong is not an idiot. He is an evil monkey who is there to steal Pauline and climb buildings and like crush girders. That's what he does. He does. Is not... he disappointed in his son? Yeah, absolutely. Every single time. Does he not love him, but just the same? Does Donkey Kong not have the space in his heart for his child? I mean, he he adopted a chimpanzee that's not even the same species, so obviously he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was so ashamed of his own gorilla son that he adopted a chimpanzee. What does that tell you? What, and an orangutan. Is, There's an orangutan in there, too. Is his, that the entire Donkey Kong extended family of characters? I don't, I don't actually characters. think Diddy is an adopted son of the... I think they're just buddies, but I don't know how it works. But is the entire the Kong cast? I, yeah, his, just, I guess his name is Kong, right? I guess he's part of the family. Yeah, they're, they're all. Is that extended? For like Donkey Kong, the new Donkey Kong is the big fuck up son. Yeah, but everyone else is his buddies. Like he's surrounded him with others to. Yeah, I to mean, make up for the disappointment of as, his job. as detailed by the DK rap, which I guess is going into this podcast now since we're talking about Donkey Kong for five minutes. I have haven't heard. I've vaguely heard it once, but I don't remember anything about the DK rap. It's a rap on Donkey Kong for the outlines, the powers, and personalities of all of the DK crew. Now, please tell me, is Crew Scout with a K? I don't know. I don't. Remember. I've never actually played Donkey Kong sixty four. Uh, is crew used in the, the words? Probably not, because the bad guys are the Kremlings with a K. Oh, they're like crocodile people, and they're the Kremlin crew. Like all their stuff spelled with K. So Donkey Kong, oh, okay, the Donkey yes, Kong crew no. is probably spelled with a C. So it's not implied that they're also evil. Though Kong itself starts with a K, so I don't even know at this point. Donkey Kong and Sons. Uh if that's like their banana business or something, I don't know. <laughs> 
Like, his yeah. motivation is to get back his greedy-ass banana horde, because he has a thousand... Ban- in every Donkey Kong game, he has, he has a thousand That's bananas in a cave, and someone steals them, he's got to get them back. Those bananas were going to rot, Donkey Kong. You don't eat that many bananas that fast. They go bad real fast. That's not what Donkey Kong... Donkey Kong's motivation is to uh, steal that princess and destroy things. No original Donkey Kong's opinion. At this know, point at this point there's been so are... many games about Donkey Kong, like the grinning fool of rare and retro studios fame that that's Donkey Kong. If you say at Donkey Kong, I imagine that one, not nineteen eighty one Donkey Kong. I didn't realise that all he wanted was his bananas. I didn't realise he was that much. Oh of no, a it's food. always about someone steals his banana hoard and he's gotta get it back. Why My why words. a bunch of like anthropomorphized like tiki masks want a banana hoard, I don't know, but they do. How, how many people does he have, or Kongs, I guess, does he have helping him in this crusade for bananas? Depends on the game. In one game, any one game, he employs how many people to I think there's like this five class? playable characters in Donkey Kong 64, plus support <laughs> class, not class, support characters like Cranky Kong, which is the original Donkey Kong, and Grandma Kong, Grammy Kong, whatever, his wife, uh, and like candy and funky and all the like support people who run shops and shit i don't there's a lot of kongs there's like a dozen of them and they're all stupid they're all terrible they all fell straight out of the <laughs> 90s with their character design diddy kong wears a nintendo hat and beatboxes what do you want like this thing he still ruined. do that in 2014 no he doesn't beatbox he still have wears the nintendo continu- hat have they not continued the aging of the characters surely no uh, you don't have Donkey kong diddy kong is no longer now. a kid he's just a like a grown-ass man he's like my name's Douglas, not Diddy. That was my kid name. <laughs> I'm Douglas Kong. Are they gonna, when are they, when he just they wears a suit. The original Donkey Kong? <laughs> a suit and sunglasses. <laughs> Douglas Kong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when does uh, the original Donkey Kong die? When is his funeral? Never. When When is that? When, when, does, when does Mario grow old and die? Never. Well, Mario's son has not replaced him yet. There baby is no Mario is baby, baby Mario is not Mario's son. Okay. Well, who the fuck is Baby Mario? Okay, Baby Mario <laughs> is Baby Mario is introduced in uh, Yoshi's Island. Baby Mario is Mario when he was a baby because the whole thing was is the stork was delivering Baby Mario and Baby Luigi to their parents and dropped the bundle into Yoshi's Island, and the Yoshis decided to get Baby Mario and Baby Luigi off the island before baby bowser who is different than bowser jr could kill the babies because that's what bowsers do what on earth what the baby characters are the baby versions of the adult characters they are not their children bowser jr is the child of bowser but is different considered different than the koopalings who are also the children of bowser (laughs) bowser's got a lot of goddamn kids so does this take place before or after Ocarina of Time? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, in the fourth timeline, Link decided to say fuck it and just went to the Smash tournament instead of saving Hyrule. So that's what where this all takes place. Okay, well. Man, Nintendo is the most ridiculous. When Metroid has the most simple timeline of all your fucking franchises, you've gone wrong somewhere. Pretty much. You're not wrong. So what do you think of the Donkey Kong game? Or, or the Mario Kart 8 as well? What do you... <laughs> I swear that was... <laughs> Mario Kart 8's Mario Kart. They made another Mario Kart. If you played a Mario Kart, you're gonna you're gonna feel about this one how you feel about the other ones. It's a pretty good Mario Kart. It's still Mario Kart. You power slide. There's a lot of items. Blue shells still suck. Will I still feel 
that all the carts are slightly too slow. You're playing on the wrong class. You playing 150 cc? Yes. Well, uh, actually, this game's got a really good sense of speed, more than the handheld games certainly did. Okay, yeah, that's because my most of my experience. Is I think I think double dash felt the fastest to me because. It was also the most chaotic. You were just careening around corners, and everything was about to fall apart. That game was crazy. Uh, this, I never played it. This but game, I this game it. is probably the second fastest Mario Kart. It definitely feels faster than the handheld titles. It's fun though if you like Mario Kart. I don't. I don't have a lot to say about it, honestly. It's. I, okay. I enjoy it, but I didn't play very much of the 3DS one, and I barely played the Wii one because that game was a steaming pile of garbage. Wait, wait, was it? Is this is this acknowledged? I think it is. People seem to like it. I'm not among them. Because that's the one that I've played the most of. Because everyone fucking has a Wii, and everyone bought Mario Kart for the Wii. I don't. I don't think that game. I don't think the tracks are particularly good. There's that mall track that I think is really neat. That's about it. Uh, Re- I don't like the addition of carts. Or, I mean, motorcycles. Even though motorcycles are in this game, I don't use them. They suck. Um, I don't know. Just something about that game never did it for me. Huh. Well. I mean, I don't love a lot of the Wii installments of beloved Nintendo franchises. Like, Minus Galaxy, I don't like any of them, really. Uh, Metroid Prime 3 was pretty good, but then they made Other M and killed all the goodwill they ever had. So, <laughs> and then Metroid, they never released another Metroid game again. You know, they're announcing a Nintendo uh, 3DS game tonight. Maybe it's going to be Metroid, I don't know. Probably not. Oh yeah, they are. That's not going to be Metroid. It's probably Pokemon Dash 2. They're not going to announce another Pokemon game. Of course, they're going to announce Pokemon Dash game. specifically. Pokemon Dash. That was a that was a launch game for the DS. It was a racing game where you were racing Pokemon by rubbing your stylus furiously in the direction you wanted the Pokemon to run. Uh, because early 3DS games were also or early DS games were also terrible. <laughs> yeah, I owned that game. I might still have my copy. Actually, thinking about it, I don't think I sold any of my DS games back. Pokemon Snap with the A uh, with the aug- augmented reality stuff. It, it'd be really weird to not make Pokemon Snap a Wii U game, but sure, why not? Oh yes, no, they should do that. Actually, <laughs> oh shit, you're right. That'd be uh, real stupid and but, real but dumb. Since it'd be real stupid, of course that's going to be Pokemon Snap 3DS. <laughs> Right. Uh, Donkey Kong is great. It's made by Retro. They made those Metroid Prime games. Uh, it's a 2D platformer. You play. It's got a two-player mode. I don't know how it works because you play as Donkey Kong, and Diddy isn't like a second character like in those rare Super Nintendo games. He just is on your back. He gives you double health, and he allows you to hover jump because he's got like a rocket pack. That's it. Like he's not a character. He doesn't. You ever. You don't ever control Diddy. Uh, it's it's really good. It's a really hard game. Like in a shocking way, it just demands you to be good at platforming uh, in a way Nintendo games don't typically do anymore. Uh, it's not unfairly hard, but it's it's very deliberate. It's much slower paced than like Mario is, uh, and and it just asks a lot. I, I'm really enjoying it, but it's aggravating. I swear a lot playing that game. Uh, <laughs> in a way, I do not. Well, I can't imagine that. What do you mean? You getting really sweary over a game? I, I'm not like a I'm not like a rage quitter or a thrower or anything like that. But I swear a lot when I have a hard time with a game. <laughs> uh, I get salty, very salty. Good choice. But it's fun. Um, it's on the Wii as well, but I got the 3DS version because the Wii, like, the roll move was like a controller waggle. And they made the 3DS version slightly easier. Uh, so I got that one. And it was cheaper, I guess. There's that, too. Yeah. And there's a sequel for Wii U to pick up and play, but I need to play something not aggravating between those two. I can't just roll one to the other. 
Yeah, games like that are not great to go one into After the this, other I think I'm probably going to pick up Kirby's Triple Deluxe and play something nice and peaceful. I need a baby game after this, and Kirby's the best baby game. I love Kirby. Kirby, <laughs> Kirby has your baby needs covered at all times. I mean, Kirby's got that thing where if you want to collect everything, it still gets hard, like the good Mario games do. But uh, it's never aggravating in the same way. No. I like that, that DS Kirby game, because I played that. Which one? There's three. Um, touch the the one they made a sequel. The one they advanced a sequel to. Canvas Curse. Uh, it's called something different over here. Oh, okay, yes. really? Interesting. Yes. Huh. Yeah, that's a good game. That was like that's the great first game. great DS game. I mean, I would say the first great DS game is Field of Magic, but I know nobody agrees with that. <laughs> uh. I've never played Field of Magic. So imagine if Sega made a weird WarioWare-esque mini game thing. Did it star Sonic? It starred silhouette people. It was like this weird boy meets girl thing where uh, the silhouette boy meets a silhouette girl and he has to impress her by doing a bunch of extreme things like running the bulls of Pamplona. And uh, <laughs> it's got a really weird story. It's If you can ever find it for less than, say, like $15, pick it up. It's got a sequel called The Rub Rabbits, I think is the sequel's name. Uh, okay, that sounds that sounds crazy. They're They're real dumb. Uh, but in <laughs> in a good. delightful sort of way for what they are, they've got great music, that's, kind of Space Channel Five E. Nice. Uh, I don't know. That's that's what I've been playing. I guess. Oh, I almost I've been really delayed on playing our game club game for the real podcast, the real podcast, Jackson, not yeah. this garbage. Uh, nope. Uh, because I played a bunch of Wolfenstein, not the new Wolfenstein, the Order, but Wolfenstein 2009 Raven Software Wolfenstein. That is a long title. That's not the title. It's just Wolfenstein. <laughs> but I played uh, like half of it, a little over half of it. And then I gave up because I decided, eh. <laughs> There's no reason. <laughs> I was having a good time. Mario Kart 8 came out. I played Mario Kart for three days. I realized I was never going to go back to Wolfenstein. No, and you accepted it rather than saying, I'll go back to this eventually, and then two years later. It's a, it's a shooter, and I don't feel beholden to play shooters all the way through if they're not for a game club. So. When is the next time you're going to play a shooter? How long? How long? Um, I'd like to play Wolfenstein The New Order at some point. I'd like yeah. to play Doom 2 at some point. I'd like to actually go back and play old-ass Castle or Wolfenstein 3D Wolfenstein at some point. Like the the pre-Doom Wolfenstein? Yes. Oh man, okay. Wanna, That's on Steam, right? Wanna, yeah, it's on GOG at the very least. Uh, As someone who is not a uh, big player of the shooters. What did you? How would you react to Wolfenstein? Then? So Wolfenstein, by all accounts, and this is me speaking completely out of my depth because I don't play shooters. Is no, like no, a, this is what I want. Is a middling B shooter. Like it, <laughs> yeah. it, it apes a lot of the Call of Duty mechanics, and but um, it's just crappy. But because it's uh, it's yeah. it's kind of crappy and like a much lower budget, it it I feel like it does really interesting things. Like you have way more weapons than I assumed out of a modern shooter, because I feel like modern shooters don't give you a weapon wheel with eight ridiculous weapons on no, them. Uh, modern shooters have a lot of weapons; they're just all the same weapon. Okay, you don't get a Nazi melting goop laser thing. No, it's in like Call do you want Duty. this assault rifle? Do you want this assault rifle? To be do fair, you want the famas. Wolfenstein has two assault rifles, and that's one too many. Uh, banging my head on the desk. It doesn't. Here. It also doesn't have a shotgun because of that. No, that's unfathomable to me. You, what? That game doesn't have a shotgun. How do it you not have a shotgun? shotgun? No. It has a Tesla gun. It has a flamethrower. 
It has some sort of plasma rifle. I think the okay. Tesla gun's like an electric area of effect thing. Um, anyway, oh. uh, it's got a weird open world hub, which I think was interesting because I always expect those games to be really linear. And instead, it's, it, it gives you missions off of this open world hub where you run around and collect items and talk to people and visit safe houses and stuff. It's not very deep, but it's there. And uh, it's got Nazi magic in, like, in that the Nazis have created monsters and also you get the power to like slow down time and oh the occult yeah i like nazi magic is like a narrative trope always have uh it's dumb in just the right way i don't know i i i liked wolfenstein because it was so unabashedly stupid in that like you have these you go get a mission from these very grim like polish folks in the basement somewhere and they feel like they fell out of call of duty and they're like you need to go rescue our operatives they're held at the barn and you go to the barn and inside the barn you find out that there's a elevator that takes you to this giant underground base that they hollowed out of this rock where they were making werewolves out of like not magical crystals and it's really stupid <laughs> like sounds the, it. the incongruity between grim-faced military shooter and Nazi magic getting magical powers from this amulet that you have is I thought it was really fun uh it's it's there's nothing unique to recommend it other than I wanted to play something like that so I got that one that's cool because I played up to uh, so what did, basically, yeah, what did you think about it? I thought it was burning kind of garbage that I didn't want to touch ever again, but then I never got past the you only have an assault rifle bit. Oh, okay, I yeah. never got into the interesting weapons. It was like, this is like Call of Duty, but bad. Did you get to and that, you get to that uh, mounted gun sequence at the very beginning? Oh my god, that mounted gun <laughs> sequence. Yeah, really aim, it in a, aim it in a straight line and kill all this. The best part was that you had the way you had uh, walked up to the gun is by taking the side door and then walking behind it. But everyone else walks into the path of the gun. Yep. <laughs> in your field of view, there is a way to flank you. Yes. That is right next to the door they all come out of. Mm-hmm. And they. It's terrible. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. That game's not the best. I enjoyed what I played of it. I'll probably never return to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear at least that it gets ridiculous and that becomes enjoyable. I'm starting to think maybe I just need the right shooter to enjoy shooters. You definitely do. They... It just needs to be dumb enough. And not... It needs to not be a competitive game. Like, I'd like something yeah. with some narrative thrust, like some missions to go on. Like, you've played... What shooters, you've played Halo, right? You've played... I've played through Halo 1 and half of Halo yep. 2. I mean, Halo 1 is... The, that's all... It's the only one I would recommend to actually play. Uh, someday I, I kind of want to play ODST because it seems interesting. Sure, yes. But that's it. That's I don't, only interesting I, don't, I didn't even like Halo 1 that much, so... Yeah, I like Halo 1 because I was the exact right age for Halo oh, 1. Halo 1 goes in the opposite direction where it's too big and open and I just feel lost all the time. There are definitely levels like that, yeah. My favorite levels from Halo 1 are all the corridor ones. Okay. All the really tight stuff. I played that first level a lot. Mm. Because when I played Halo, it was a lot of, am I driving? Is this the way I came to get to this valley, like this canyon I'm going through? I don't, it's not telling me I'm going the wrong direction, but there's no enemies here. (laughs) It's the second mission where you have to pick up 
I will never forget the second yes, mission yeah, of Halo. Exactly where you have to pick up three guys, <laughs> and there, there are three different extracting pods, and you can go to them in any order, and it's meant to make the world feel open, but you just have no idea where to go. And, oh, it's the worst. That means, yes, every single human being who's ever played Halo agrees with you. It's terribly designed. Okay, good. I'm glad it wasn't just me then. <laughs> no, um, but you're... All of those problems are mostly the second level because it has that yeah. corridor level, I mean, and then it's like, look at how open Halo's we are. got the thing. Terrible. Halo's got the thing I really love about a shooter where the pistol's really good. I like a good chunky pistol, oh, and that game's like got the best pistol. one. Look out for my uh, new slam poetry album, Chunky, chunky Pistol. pistol. <laughs> 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 uh, shut up. <laughs> You were saying before I stopped you. I use I use the pistol for pistol. a lot of Mass Effect. Actually, I like the pistols a lot when they're good. When you get a... Mass Effect One, yeah. Huh. Okay. I was a, I was an infiltrator, whatever the one with the. Uh, basically, all I could use was pistols and uh, snipers. I was a rifles. soldier in Mass Effect because you're basically an idiot if you're not a soldier in Mass Effect. I played just fine. I played on sure. easy. But I played just fine. I played all the. I played Mass Effect a lot. Every difficulty of that game because I wanted the N7 avatar because I'm an idiot. You are an idiot. I also wanted the extra XP to import into Mass Effect 2. You don't need it. No, I played Mass Effect 2 and realized that, but before I. Shut up. Remember was, when they thought young. when they told you those games were going to be tied in together in a really profound, fundamental way and you remember believed them? I was them? excited for Mass Effect 2 and 3. Uh, I, didn't even, I... I didn't even play 3, so. Remember when I was excited about Mass Effect as a concept. Uh, they're making more of those. Get get hype. Citadel Security Investigation. CSI. Make that game, please. <laughs> they can't call it CSI. Telltale owns that. <laughs> Telltale can make a CSI game. <laughs> no. They've already made enough games that people are kind of disappointed by. I don't want them trotting on all my hopes. Well... It's true because now they make now at least they are making games about franchises you don't care about in any way, shape, or form, like Borderlands. Oh man, they're rushing straight long into me not giving a shit. That's good. I mean, <laughs> Borderlands and Game of Thrones. It's sad because I'll never get a Sam and Max season four, but you know, whatever. I guess one day, one day. No, no, no days. No. I don't even think they it's... own that. For I'm not 100. percent Well, it's Lucasarts, isn't it? Who yeah. So I guess Disney owns it? that. So, Sam and Max comes to Disney Infinity. You know, I, that would get me to buy at least the figures, if not actual Disney Infinity. <laughs> you're, the, you're the kind of person who would buy the Disney Infinity figures without buying Disney Infinity. I'm going to buy Amiibos without getting Smash Brothers, probably, so yes. It's true. Get that sweet Mario figure. That's get not the sweet figure. Animal Training, Animal Crossing figure. That's probably one of the figures I'd pick up. What about the Wii Training figure? You into that? No, I've, ne- I've never actually played Wii Fit. Yeah. I, I think that character has a really cool aesthetic. I love that they're putting her in Smash Brothers. Uh, outside of that, I don't really have any sort of affection for the Wii Fit trainer. <laughs> I have I have more affection for Mr. Game & Watch, and he is not even a real person. They're going to give him a figure. I hope it's just like a cardboard like cutout on top <laughs> of that base. <laughs> that would be He has no depth. Excellent. How do you give him a figure? Do you, he could have depth. Just draw him with depths. I guess. If they make him, like, actual 3D, though, he needs to be... Like, the whole thing is he is paper thin, so he has to at least be flat. Yeah, it's true. And in that case, why are you paying $10 for a cutout of Mr. Game & Watch? Like, what have you done with your life? (laughs) 
Yeah, but why are you paying a lot of money for a lot of these things? How much money have a bunch of people spent on meaningless Dota items? I mean, what does anything I've mean? Bought, I have several, like, I have a cheap cheap, because apparently they sell Kinex branded Mario blind bags of, like, Mario Kinex, figures. as in the things that... Yeah, as in K apostrophe NEX. NEX, yeah. I have a cheap cheap, because I went... And at, last time I was at a at a place, they had I was walking through the toy aisle as I want to do, and they had yes. these Mario blind bags, and uh, I got one for me and one for uh, my girlfriend. She got a bullet bill, and I got a cheap cheap. So I have a cheap cheap. I have no connects. I have nothing. They're just gonna it's just gonna sit on my shelf until that Luigi Nendoroid figure ships from Japan, and then I'm gonna put the cheap cheap <laughs> next to the Luigi. Uh, Your super sweet video game figures. It's mostly just Sailor Moon, but I'm gonna have yes. that Luigi. <laughs> what a shell Sailor Moon and Luigi yeah I know right is he gonna be staring them down uh, he always looks happy in that figure okay I, I give the death stare about a week and then it's done um, it might already be done it might already be played it's, I think it's already played. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't understand why people automatically hate things just because they're on the internet a lot like unfollow some people like just <laughs> yeah the solution is to <laughs> stop being around the people who make those terrible jokes all the time yeah uh but no that's that's not how the internet works matt it is if you're doing it right that's true i played way too well I, I started off thinking i should play dota that was a terrible choice tell me about dota it's no how many games did you end up playing of dota before you gave up uh but well okay so what happened was i played dota and i played with someone else uh, which is the way to play Dota. And I had a good time that evening, played about five games. Like, I, like, I get Dota, this is great. And then, oh god, you just, you see how long it would take to ever actually enjoy Dota. And you seize up and you're like, no, I'm never playing this. I'm never going to play this game. This is a really well-balanced game for people who aren't me. Uh, the game takes too long. I can't even to- get you to play Dragon Age because of that reason. So yeah, I get it. Oh man, but it's worse than that. It's like when a game, like you know, when you've be- when you're beaten, uh, you f- higher level stuff. You don't know when you're beaten necessarily. When a game's really well balanced, it's great. But you know when you're beaten in that game. You know exactly how a game's going to go ten minutes in, and then you have to sit through forty more minutes of either winning or losing, and neither's very exciting. I have I have trouble playing like narrative games for fifty minutes at a time, much less a single match of a competitive multiplayer thing. S- but the worst part is that the person who I was playing with, who he played a little bit before but hadn't played, who he has now caught the Dota bug and he's really pissed off with me that I stopped after two days. <laughs> you got out. Like you were, you just got your like you just got your friend into hardcore drugs. Is what you did. You're like, hey, let's have a cool weekend, and you had that cool weekend, and then you went to work yeah. the next day, and now he's in the alleyway. He, he keeps messaging me, and he's like, "What the fuck are you playing Dota with me? I'm playing Dota," with and now he's going back to Marvel Heroes, which he has like a fourteen. 14- hundred hours in because he's an actual lunatic apparently uh, a lot of people like that game i don't even know what kind of game it is to be honest with you yeah it's diablo okay cool so you it's, buy it's like x-men legends yeah but like apparently he's made a good argument for it it's really uh low intensity just kind of soothing oh yeah I like that. that's why i liked x-men legends yeah it's anyway so but the thing that got me off it because uh, i wanted something that was competitive and like interesting mechanically so you was... switched to Hearthstone. No, no, no. This isn't. This it's not actually competitive. I'm obviously playing against ALA, but the thing that got me off it was I got real into F1 2013 for a few days, and I'm going to continue to play that. Okay. Because 
Uh, that's really fun, even in long sessions. The way the racing works. I'm I'm excellent. sad they have not yet announced a new one yet. You should just play 2013. Yeah, I might. It's... I I kind of wanted one for my new console. You should play the game on PC. PC, that's the PC. I'm game. not gonna have a PC to play it on until next year, probably. So it's true. It's true. I mean, I can probably run it, but not in the way I'd want. Sure. Yeah. yeah I run the game runs I, fine. Like I, really I, I, I can barely run like drift and dirt well on this PC. So it's nowhere near that good. It's a it's a piece. It's you know how it's old a PC games. games. Yeah, but yeah. like if I can't run those games, I figure like that's of the same vintage, right? Like it's probably has they're the not same. of the same vintage because dirt and what's the other one? Grid, uh, drive, grid, grid. They're a big console racing games with shiny graphics and stuff. This is in the tradition of old PC racing games you would play with a wheel. The graphics are really flat. Okay. Uh, like that game runs with no problem on my PC, and I can stream at the set. Like it's kind of it's quite low intensity. I've seen you uh, stream with that game. That is not true. No, that was my internet. Okay. Like I was fine. Okay. The the game was running fine. The stream was running terribly. <laughs> But the game was fine. Uh, I, but, like, turn, that was one of the most aggravating experiences ever was when I played that and then lost half an hour of race progress when I lost the race on the last lap. Doesn't it have rewind? Yeah, but I'd run out of rewind. Oh, it has limited rewind. Yeah, all games have limited rewind. Forza no, had as much rewind as you could stomach. Did it? Yeah. That is smart. This has a maximum of five rewind. There is and, no unlimited. And all of the option. weird racing grognards complained so hard about it. Like that's not fair. How are you gonna ever gonna run Just a legitimate don't... race? Oh my god! Seriously, worst. I know. <laughs> I know. The, the worst one was. I then realized that you had you could you know save uh, mid session, which is smart. So that you is, don't have that to race so race cool. Once. And it also means you can abuse that. And if you don't have rewind, you can just save every lap. Oh, you save scummed your way through races. You're a monster. <laughs> no, I didn't, but you can. Uh, I was decent enough to not do that. But the worst one was when I had... It was a really long race. It was like... It was t- 25 minutes into it. Got to the last lap. Was in first place. Ran out of fuel. Oh, my God. <laughs> didn't manage my fuel correctly. I just put it in standard the whole time, and I thought I was set. Uh... <laughs> but ran out of fuel and then spent half a lap kind of stopping people from overtaking me even though I was only going at 80 miles an hour <laughs> you can only make one defensive move you know that right no that's not enforced in the game <laughs> so I'm just blocking guys left right and center and I can take corners better than anything you were a monster <laughs> but then I got but then there's the lap ends with two really long straights and then I come in and like they all shoot past me and there's nothing I can do <laughs> like, I'm coming in at like 14 after being at first halfway through that lap that was demoralizing. Force India did not have a good day. <laughs> to be fair, 14th is about where Force India goes in real life. <laughs> it's true. But, man, that's a, that's a fun game. I didn't expect a racing game to grab me like that, but it did. You must not have played much Forza, because that's how I feel about Forza. Uh, the thing... I did like Forza a lot. Um, uh, Horizon's the game I got most into. Oh, see, it thing- was Forza 3 for me. I like those games, but not in the same way. I, I, the thing I like about F1 is how long the races are. You didn't get, At, you, like, you didn't get deep enough. enough. I had no, hour I and a half long Forza races. I bet. But, I don't know. There's, I just because F1 is based off a sport that is specifically designed to be competitive and interesting. I think 
huh. the way that game works in terms of like even if you're not racing for first in that game if you're down in fifth you're racing for fourth mm-hmm. and that is true of the video game whereas when i was in forza and i was you know in sixth i didn't feel the same way you reset the race <laughs> exactly if, if forza, you are racing for first the whole time you're either in first or you're not i think f1's better about that makes sense that stuff I really enjoyed it. All right. Anyway, that's not about F1. The only other bad decision I Tell made me about was... PS2 Quest 2014. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So you got a PS3, and the first thing you did was buy all of the collections, apparently, of PS2 trilogies. Uh, yes. No. I, I only... Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack and Daxter had come with Plus. Okay. So I started with the one I owned. Okay. Um, I don't think that was ever a Plus game in America, which is a big bummer. It was here. It's really not, actually. You're fine. I would like to play those sometime to inflict it upon myself. I don't <laughs> want to pay for $30 for the collection, but I probably will. They'll go on sale on PSN one day. To like I want I want the discs. I want to have, like, I want all of those PS2 collections that aren't God of War just on a stack and be like, here is all of PS2 on PS3 and just look at it and, like, cry about what I've done with my time and money. Those Jack games are really terrible. Two and three. I, the first one's actually pretty interesting. Okay. Who made Jack well, and not, Daxter? Naughty Dog. This was their post-Crash Bandicoot stuff? Post-Crash... Post... The first... Jack... Uh, Jack and Daxter. They made Crash Team Crash Racing. Game. Yes. And then, and they, then made they made Jack. Jack. But I would describe Jack and Daxter as their post-Crash game. I would describe Jack 2 and 3 as their pre-Uncharted games. Oh, great. Uh, so you just unsold me on getting this. <laughs> Jack 2 and 3 are terrible. Uh-oh. And the story is the worst because it's just uh, Daxter being the most despicable character of all what, time. What is the plot of Jack and Daxter, exactly? Do you want me to... T- okay, because I can go into spoilers and regale you. Yeah, you won't sure. I'm, me. I right. told you about Duncan Kong's lineage for like ten minutes. <laughs> okay, so the first Jack and Daxter is a kind of cool... It, it begins with this really great cutscene in the... It just has a voiceover that sets the tone perfectly. It's this old sage guy and he's like... Uh, what is the secret of this eco stuff? Um, I think the line, the great line that everyone remembers is, uh, I asked the plants, but the plants don't remember. I have asked the rocks, but the rocks do not recall. Even the rocks do not recall. And it gives this game uh, cool, adve- yeah, it's a dumb, adventurous tone that lasts about five minutes. No, and the first game has that. And it, um, basically the plot is, uh, you're on an island, you see bad guys being bad, and uh, Daxter slips into... Uh, dark eco and changes from a human into that creature. And then you're wait. Jack used to be a human. No, Daxter used to be a human. Which one's Dax? Daxter's like the little guy. Daxter's the furry person. He turns into he turns into Daxter in the main cutscene. Okay. And And Jack is like a fairy man. And they're humans. They have quotes. Okay, that's not a human. No, but it really annoyed me. But like, I go on the wiki, and that's just they call that human. Is there like an umlaut over the U or something? Nope, straight up humans. Okay. Like in this game, humans look like this, which really annoys me because clearly elves. Um, <laughs> so essentially, you're setting out to change Daxter back uh, into a human to find the other wizards who can are you do this. friends, like childhood friends or something? Yeah, okay. your buddies. Right. Your buddies exploring land. But Jack is also silent in the first game, and the story is basically an excuse. Uh, you have to collect orbs to f- get to the next area. And you do this, and then you realize, oh, it was an evil plot to destroy the world. We've rescued all the wizards, and they've made light eco, and we've ruled the world. We've saved, not ruled the world, we've saved the world. It's all great. 
Uh, and you do that, but the ulterior motive is that you're trying to unlock this door and find out the secret of the precursors, who are the people who came before you. <laughs> I love that precursors date back all the way to the PS2, thank God. You don't even know how much of a video game this is about to become. <laughs> so, uh, you, and then the true ending of the game, you unlock the door, you're like, it's time to find out the secret of the precursors, the door opens, cut to credits, <laughs> come back next time. Um, like the this the game is called the Precursor Legacy, and the Precursor Legacy is tune in for the sequel. Well, good thing that game was popular, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, and then so the sequel, you travel through time into like you go through the door, and it's a teleporter into the future, uh, where instead of being in this kind of cool, uh, lush green world of platforming, you're in a GTA three open world style city. And you have to overthrow the Baron Praxis because you've been in, imprisoned by him and tortured. And now Jack talks and his main characteristic is he is gruff and angry. He has a goatee. So they Prince of Persia that shit. Oh my god, with they a, with, full on with a, But within. with an open world too, I guess. But they, it's the, At I least Warrior Within, within is still kind of an okay game. That's fucking terrible. Like, because the original uh, Jack and Daxter is actually an open world game, and that all the levels flow into each other really nicely. Like, they're all closed off levels, but they're not linear. Like, there's a it's a Mario sixty four rip off essentially. Okay, you have a nine seven objectives to do in each area. You can attack attack them in any order, and they're all just spread out around this world. Which you can then run throughout the entire world. Like the levels are connected in interesting ways. The idea like, that the creators of Crash Bandicoot made a Mario sixty four rip off delights me to no end. You realize that, right? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. Because reading that piece, where they were like, "We were better than Mario sixty four. and they were like, just "Fuck it, just do it, just do it," and they just straight up that. Anyway, uh, Jack two wraps up. You win this revolution or something, and. Uh, this is where it goes off the rails and truly up its own ass. You realise that the child you were protecting during Jack 2 was secretly you raised to be the person to overthrow the thing and then you send yourself back to the past to travel to the future to grow up to... It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a kid in Jack 2 who uh, is apparently the chosen one to defeat the Emperor and complete the prophecy and use the power of the precursors to take down the bad guys. And you get there, and the kid, it, you have to do it instead of the kid, and then you realise, wait, I was the kid all along, and then you send the kid back in time to... So you were, you were always from the future. You were always from the future. But Daxter's from the past. Yes! Okay. But wait, there's more. Oh, so God. Jack 3 happens. Oh, I thought then... that was Jack 3. No, that was Jack 2. Like, they end Jack, Jack 3. You don't even... The ending of Jack 3 is beyond ridiculous. <laughs> like, they take it to... It, it gets worse. So Jack 3 happens, and they've tightened up the game design so that it's now open world, but there's two different open worlds, and also you can drive, like, Borderlands, and despite having more... Wait, what are the two world... open worlds? One the future, one the past? Uh, one in the desert that's Mad Max and one back in the city that's now at war because the city's at war now. Okay. Uh, and b there's also an open world with nothing in it you can drive around it on actual cars, which is terrible. But despite having more open world and technically more side content, uh, the missions are way more directed. Like, the, most missions uh, begin right next to the end of other missions. 
Like, it's almost full-on Uncharted at this point in terms of linear cinematic stuff. And then three ends, because uh, they've given up on their environmental conceit of the first game entirely, and now you have to activate the ancient planetary defense grid that the precursors set up in order to save the world from a comet or bad guy robot ship or something not it's nonsense and then you find out you you go to the precursor there you find the precursor statue talking to you and then the mask slips and you realize wait the precursors are still alive and not only are they still alive they're all daxters Daxter is a precursor. They were they only they they only pretended to be these big creatures who created things in order to have people take them seriously. Daxter's girlfriend, she wishes to turn into a fucking furry thing like Daxter. So it's nonsense. So what about Jack X? Fuck off. <laughs> I did not play Jack X. I'm editing that down somewhat because fuck. That's too long and ridiculous to explain. That's Jack's right. Story. Do you realize that Jack and Daxter, The Lost Frontier, takes place after Jack 3? Yes. Oh, <laughs> okay. I didn't even explain half the nonsense in those games. They're terrible. I literally I literally was trying to follow you and just like got lost right? in the weeds. <laughs> I, got to the, I got to all of the precursors are Daxters, even though Daxter was not... Daxter was a human, and then he was changed. Because their genetic code are contained in all the Dark Eco. Okay. This is this is the worst. <laughs> yeah. the, literally the worst. This is the worst. So yeah, I played all those and don't, don't, don't. Just never do that. They're oh, terrible. Because nice. every line out of Dax's mouth is just imagine Yosuke but 20 times worse. So the Metacritic ratings <laughs> for the Jack and Daxter games. You watched games. that Brad Schumacher da- Jack 2 review, right? <laughs> Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Legacy, got a 90 on yep. Metacritic. Jack 2 received a whopping 87, and Jack 3, disappointment, at 84. Yep. Do you know... <laughs> let's let's look at Metacritic right now. Let's see what else is also at an 84. Let's see what Jack 3 is as good as. You're the worst person. <laughs> Watch Dogs is at an 81. Jack 3... Objectively better than Watchdogs. FTL has an 88. <laughs> Christ. Oh. You can't keep doing this. Is Ultra Street Fighter 4 is an 82. Not as good as Jack 2. But close. <laughs> but close. close. <laughs> Comparative video games there. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Great. Never, yeah. Bioshock Infinite Burial at Sea Episode 2 has an 84. Oh, uh, that's technically the best playing bit of Bioshock Infinite. Okay, I wouldn't know. I'm never going to touch that trash. <laughs> Choices. Anyway, so now I'm playing Ratchet and Clank, and that game's so much... That's oh, way better. That's a good just, game. Their approach to taking the PS1 era platforming style thing into a new era and making it kind of open, so much smarter on every level, and I love it. I just I also think that those characters are genuinely funny. I like that yes, world. accurate. Captain Quirk is uh, an idiot in the best way. I I know he's an idiot, but it hasn't been revealed that he's an idiot yet. Okay. All right, yeah, he's an it's idiot. It's been revealed he's a bad guy, but not not just how yeah. much of an idiot he is. Oh, yeah, he's not actually a bad guy. He's yeah, just an like, idiot. I, I know that's where it's going, because of course. But, yeah, that game's great. I enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, God. That's the Jack and Daxter five minutes, though. 
This will be interesting because this is kind of my opinion of Sly Cooper. I mean, Sly Cooper didn't get as bad as that, but the first Sly Cooper is a linear platforming game, and Sly Cooper 2 and 3 are kind of open-worldy, and I feel like they lost a lot We shall see it. when uh, I get to Sly Cooper, because I'm playing all these terrible PS2 games, apparently, and the good ones, too. That's all right. Uh, we'll get the Prince of Persia I, collection. We'll get the Tomb Raider I already, collection. Uh, yeah, uh, Prince of Persia collection went on sale on PSN, so I bought that. That's, that is one amazing game and two alright yeah, games. I, I can't wait to finally play uh, Two Thrones for the first time. I am very excited. And then I, I play, also played like an hour and a half of God of War. And that's... that's. Oh great, how did that go? That's an odd game. Whew. That's. Did you get angry? Did you murder fools? Did you hit Did you hit square, square, I triangle? Did. I hit square, 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 and then I hit... There's a, there's a bit early in that game where you walk inside a Hydra... And you're the badass guy, and you uh, you come to the captain of the ship, and he's like, "Oh, thank God, I didn't realize anyone was going to save me." And then you take the necklace off him that you've been looking for, and said, "Who said I was going to save you?" And he just kills this guy in cold blood. Who essentially? You do realize that the opening is actually the most impressive part oh, of that no. game. Like it's all Tell downhill me no. from there. Please. <laughs> no, like quite literally, everyone's like, "Oh, that Hydra opening that is Hydra the best part of that terrible, game." Because it gave you no context for anything. Uh, I mean, you'll get more context, the con- but it's like as ter- as ter- in terms of like an in- like a visually interesting set piece. This, it was you've, it was you've visually peaked. interesting. Even coming out of Jack and Daxter, I was like, this game is ugly as hell because this art style does not like trying to do realistic looking uh, graphics and models uh, does not hold up when you redo it. it. I feel like we've been through a generation of realistic models at this point. It was a different era when that game came out. I mean, sure, in that in that day and age, I'm sure that impressed a lot. But now, the stuff that still impresses from that era is cartoonier stuff. Yeah, because uh, I played God of War when it was about maybe like a year old, and I remember still being very impressed yeah, by no, it. Yeah, I was not. The thing that struck me was that the, just how sad Kratos was through all of it so far. It mm-hmm. really felt like the the him being angry and badass and sleeping with a bunch of women and everything, that's not the power fantasy. The power fantasy is to have him, like... Uh, um, a tragic backstory that actually justifies your sad emotions. That's the true fantasy of God of War. Uh, this is what I've learned. His family died, Jackson. He is grey because he is covered in their ashes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Why am I doing this to myself? I mean, we talked about that for way too long. It was your PS2 adventure. You've been playing more games than me. I talked about everything I played, I think. I think I talked about everything. Yeah, I'm fairly sure that's it. PS- the PS2 adventure is a good thing. That was- Originally, I was going to write articles about all the PS2 games. You still should maybe do that. I though. might, but what am I going to say? What I-, I mean, I wouldn't write one for... I know what I'd write for Jack. I'm probably going to write a Jack one. But- okay. Yeah, just do it by franchise. Every time you complete a trilogy, you need a piece about that trilogy. <laughs> okay. And I have to get through all the Ratchet games this year before the Ratchet and Clank movie comes out. It's just going to be based on the first They're game. including a bunch of uh, concepts from the later games. Like Dalton Nefarious is in it, apparently, as well as Galactic Rangers and stuff, which I don't know. Oh, okay. Is it going to have future yeah. stuff and yeah. everything then? It's the okay. lead writer of the future games who's doing it. Alright, those future games are I'm really, really good, I'm really excited man. for those. Like, playing the... I almost, I almost feel annoyed with myself for doing the old ones, because all I want to do is skip... Yeah, to you're, the fe- you're doing it in the wrong direction. The ones. Sh- but if I did it yeah. the other way around, I'd never go back. I am I still intend to play all the Ratchet & Clank games, and I've only played Kraken Time, Into the Nexus, and Are the you going to play um, 
Oh, you, so you've already played the first one. All right. Yeah, I, I intend to play the remake, though. I assume the remake uh, was just the first one, but adding a bunch of the stuff they add to the movie. Yeah, probably. That stuff, I didn't realize in the conference and then worked out later, oh, they come out the same time. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's not by Insomniac, though, so who knows? <laughs> Disappointed they didn't just call it Ratchet and Clank the movie, the game. That would be pretty good. <laughs> There's, there's still time. <laughs> there still t- I wouldn't put it past Insomniac, too. Oh, they're all working on that terrible-looking Xbox One game. Yep, they're independent now, and they're wasting all of that uh, potential on bullshit. People seem to be very excited for that game. I assume these are all people who appreciated the '90s because that's where that game fell out of. Maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be Bulletstorm. When, when I saw, I saw some of the gameplay, and I get like it definitely looks like an Insomniac game, but the attitude and everything is terrible. Maybe it'll be Bullet Bulletstorm was surprising. Have you ever played Bulletstorm? No, that, is, that didn't seem like a game for me. It does not seem like it, but that's probably the best shooter of this generation. I'm trying to think. Far Cry no, 2 is of right. this generation. Right. You shut your Far mouth. Far Cry 2 exists. I was not including Far Cry 2 in that. But outside of Far Cry 2, probably Bulletstorm. It's surprisingly good. Mirror's Edge? Mirror's Edge is not shoot fuck your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right, we have an explicit tag for a reason. I'm not too worried. <laughs> I can't talk anymore. <laughs> I think we should end this. Please put us out of our misery. We'll be back next time we have games to talk about for another cool soge. I'll put slightly more effort into producing this next time. Oh no, I like I it. I like rough. it rough too, but I think I, I'm shutting this down. This is done. Come back in like two weeks and catch Abnormal Mapping episode. Do you know what episode yeah, we're at? No. <laughs> <Action>. <laughs> episode 8 uh, as yet untitled but it's going to be about Beyond Good and Evil it's, and uh, it's, as to be determined that, segment 2 I, no, I was really? doing a joke but I, it, it, it would be episode 8 if I was counting okay it's, I thought no, you I messed were up doing my joke thus messing you up <laughs> great good this is over this whole cast is a mistake